0: Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy, I'm Ben Slowey. Today in the show, I have one of my dearest, most wonderful, best friends in the entire world uh, that is in town. Um, she has been... Uh, over in San Diego um, uh, in the Navy Mm -hmm. and uh, she's back in town for uh, just a couple days and I'm glad she could come in and visit me uh, so we could sit down and hang out and of course do a podcast because let's be real you know my friends are in town getting them on the show so Taylor Larson welcome to the show thank you how are you
1: pretty good it feels good to be back
0: it's such a loaded question these days. How are you? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I feel so... I feel like it's... How do you really answer that, too?
0: Uh, yeah. Like... Yeah, like... It, it's like it depends on what uh, aspect of my life we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking work. We're talking money. We're talking love life. Are we talking just uh, getting out of bed every day? You know, type of right. shit. Right. Yeah. But you are, you are good and you are glad to be back
1: I'm glad to be back yes um yeah good overall um it's hard being away from home so like you get back and you feel kind of homesick and a bunch of memories come back and stuff like that but it's good seeing people you went to college and high school with and family and all that stuff so but I only took 12 days and at the time I was like that'll be fine like I'm going to get tired of my family and, you know, I'll want to head back, but now I'm like, I did not take long enough at all. I
0: feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I was home last weekend and I was only home for two week or excuse me, two days. And uh, it was like one of the first times I was ever home and, it, and like my parents, it was just me and my parents with like no fam, no other family, oh. like no sister. Um... And it was so peaceful. It was so nice. Yeah, like, I already had to go back on Sunday, and, I mean, I I wish I could have had, like, an extra day or two, but I also got to keep it moving up here, you know?
1: Yeah. Let's recall,
0: like, how we became friends. It was, uh... The year was 2014. Uh Uh, It was, I believe, like, the... It was, like, a week of being, like, here in Wisconsin for our Mm -hmm. freshman year at UWM. Uh... Pantherfest. It was Pantherfest of 2014. We, be, we met. And um, it was like Juicy J that year, I think.
1: Juicy J and Time Flies.
0: And Time Flies. But we only stayed for Juicy yeah. J. I just, I just really wanted to be your friend. Because, um, yeah. you know, I was like, she's, she's fun. She's like really nice. She's really pretty. I want to like be friends with her. So we ended up like doing all this stuff, like, we went to, like, a Hawks game around that time, yeah. too, we, uh, you know, we we had, um, our noodle, and noodles and company dates that we did for a long like time, that was, like, our thing.
1: every week. Yeah. Yeah. We just
0: meet up at New- the noodles and company on Oakland Ave. And
1: basically, like, yeah, just, about and our, all of, like, our boyfriends and girlfriends, yeah. and relationship drama, and friend right. drama. and.
0: Yeah, which oh, we've come a fun. long way with.
1: Yeah, there's
0: been a lot, like I mean, we've been friends for a long time, and there's been people we've uh, like gone through that didn't end up oh, yeah. remaining friends with and stuff, which it happens. So many people, right? Yeah, like a pretty fair <laughs> amount. Yeah, but but you you were always still there. We had each yeah. other like through all of it, and, mm-hmm. I, and that's why like you know I will always I will there will never like. You know, not be a time where, like, you know, I will make time for you when you're in town, right? And that's why I'm so happy to have you here uh-huh. and just catch up and everything. Good, because I was gonna say, like, like those those friends you have where you don't need to be texting and like calling and really like keeping tabs on them like very frequently at all. Like, right. You go a really really long time without talking to them, and when you see them. You pick it right back up. And I know it's crazy. Off.
1: Like I feel like it's been almost a year, I think, since we've seen each other last.
0: November, yeah. So
1: like almost a year, but like yeah. it doesn't feel that long at all. I know. Like seriously. seeing you, it like doesn't feel yeah. that long. And that's what,
0: like that's what I, like I knew like I can just pick up exactly where. Yeah. And like there's only like I can count on one hand like the friends that I can do Me that too. with. So yeah. like, you are like so. Cheers to being friends forever.
1: Cheers. I know being in San Diego, um, the drinking culture is very different over there. People mm-hmm. don't get drink like they do in Milwaukee or Wisconsin in general. So, you know, and I mean, that comes with being older too, obviously not in college anymore. So obviously I don't go out and party all that much, but, yeah. and even when I do, I tend to keep, like, I keep it under control. Um, but I remember there I had like, I think maybe one of their martinis and then like Maybe a shot or two something else And mm-hmm. I was like already I was like oh yeah. my god I can't drink like I Used to when I was like in college
0: right. People drink like fishes Out here oh, in Wisconsin it's, it's wild like Yeah like and I mean like I, I do Drink a lot um Hence you know Kind of this being part of the show what And I, don't, I feel like I don't really drink to get Drunk like I used to Like we were talking about this before but like Especially when you're underage, like going to parties like on the weekends, like when you're in college, like you just dream to get as fucked up as possible, and right. you you know you don't even think about the stupid shit you're gonna be up to that night. Don't worry about how you're gonna feel the next morning. No.
1: You don't think about the repercussions at all. Right?
0: Who you might wake up next to? <laughs>
1: right.
0: Yeah, but, yeah cause you're just
1: like on your own for the first time and. I mean, you don't really know what you're doing, and you're trying to figure it all out. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, in that sense, like I definitely don't drink like I used to that way. Right. I drink yeah. more like I drink more socially, and I drink to like you know more Relax. as like a, a relaxation. Yeah, that's how I am. But I don't really drink to get drunk. No, it's, like, a special neither
1: occasion, do I. But, yeah. Yeah. I I can't because even like. The next morning, I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm dying. I don't know, I mean, maybe being younger, like even if it was only a couple years ago, I could like drink and then like pick up the next morning, like nothing happened, mm-hmm. but now I'm just like, oh my God, I feel like I've been hit by a bus. Yeah, for real. Like I can't even do it even if I wanted to yeah. anymore.
0: Shit hits harder. Mm-hmm. Yo, like- Tell me about San Diego, like, just, like, the city, the culture, like, I know you said people drink differently, but how, like, I guess, like, how adaptable was it as a city for you?
1: Well, so, I've moved around a lot over the past, I'd say, year and a half, so I was in Pensacola, Florida, and then I was in Norfolk, Virginia, and then I moved to San Diego, and I'll be in San Diego, uh, for another three and a half years, Mm -hmm. pretty much, um, So, I think in that aspect, it's just been hard moving from place to place and place and like meeting different people and then kind of getting close to people and adapting to that place and then leaving again. That's been really difficult. Mm, So, I've been in San Diego almost a year, not even like nine, ten months. Sure, yeah. So, I'm still adjusting. I think it kind of takes people to adjust to like a new place. Um... There's new culture, like, new people, um, the people are very different here, or I mean in San Diego than they are in the Midwest, they're How not, so?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: pretty much every stereotype you have about people from California is, holds true. Sure. Are
0: they um, like super like, surfer stoner types out there? So
1: there are, yeah and those people are actually pretty chill but there's also like the very like pretentious snobby rich people Mm -hmm. and like that won't even give you the time of day you know i feel like here like you could go to a restaurant or a bar like really anywhere and like people are super friendly and you could make friends pretty much anywhere you go and like that's like with most places in the midwest maybe not like chicago like a really big city but like pretty much like even here in milwaukee it was just like I was always meeting new people and making new friends everywhere I went because everybody was so friendly, and it's not like that in San Diego at Um, all.
0: I feel like that's a weird thing about, like, coasts. Like, I've heard people are like that on the East Coast, too. Like, not nearly as friendly and, like, as, um, just the way they, like, interact with other people is a lot more short and blunt and sort of, like, to the point and stuff.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think it depends, too, because, like, the East Coast, there's, like, so many different parts of the East Coast, right? So, you've got, like, New England, and then you've got, like, you know, Virginia, and then the Carolinas, Florida, etc. So, Virginia was actually kind of had, like, that Southern hospitality, but I actually, like, I mean, I didn't like Virginia, but, like, the people were really nice. Um, Norfolk kind of reminded me of Milwaukee a little bit. It was kind of like a hidden gem. It was like a smaller city. Mm-hmm. So there was like stuff to do and it wasn't too big. It didn't like feel too crowded or congested. Um, so that was kind of nice. I just didn't really like, you know, the area per se. Like, I don't know, the beaches were kind of dirty. And I just felt like I got really bored there really quick, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whereas, whereas in San Diego, there's just like always stuff to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the beaches are gorgeous, and I just feel like I don't know. I feel like I'm in a new place every week, pretty yeah, much, too. you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. I um, just made a stats the other day about how I feel like people are a lot nicer in Wisconsin than in Illinois.
1: Yeah, you think so. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: people in Illinois, I mean, this might just be like a suburban um, entitlement thing where like people from the suburbs, which is where both you and I are both from, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are a lot clickier They're a lot like sort of snobbier Just not as like They're just a lot more You know They think they're like too good for different things And stuff like that um, Which I'm sure there is that In Milwaukee and its suburbs too To a degree but In general like People are a lot more welcoming and polite here Like mm-hmm. I mean Like people sort of just kind of welcome you into their, their space more. Because, um, I mean, I, I think that might have something to do with the drinking culture here, because drinking is, in general, is a very big, like, social catalyst sort of thing. Like, you know, drinking in general is just, you know, people... You know, drinking is fun when a, a lot of different people are a part of it. And I think, I mean, that's just a big part of, like, what pe- the state is known for. So, I think, in that sense, like, that might make Wisconsin a little friendlier, but, I, I, because, for example, I notice people offer beers up here a lot more than they do back home. Hmm. That's just my take.
1: Maybe it's been so long since I've been away from the city. I mean, yeah, I guess, like I said, I don't really even go out Hmm. that much in San Diego, but when I do, I mean, I guess really, like, even guys, nobody's ever, like... Really offers to buy me, yeah, you know? People like, buy
0: know. people buy you drinks and shit out here in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, step it up, guys in San Diego,
1: <laughs>
0: bastards. Um, it's
1: gorgeous. Though <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's other than you know it being so expensive and just some of the people there. Um, and I'm not saying everybody in San Diego is you know no, of course a not. bitch right, or yeah. whatever, but. Um, there's some, I met some amazing people out there, but, um, yeah, like, you know, the beaches are amazing. It's, um, better for surfing, better for whale watching. I haven't been whale watching yet, no, but I really awesome. want to go. I want to whale watch, yeah. dude. Holy yeah. Shit. I went when I was like, so the first time I was ever in San Diego was when I was like 11 and my dad's a huge and I football fan. So we go to like every game and they were in a bowl game that year. I think it was the. Points I forgot who they played, but we went whale watching, and I don't think it was like the time, like the season for it, because we only saw like dolphins, which is cool, but like I wanted to see whales, because when I was a kid, right, yeah. I was a huge like whale. You like marine whales? biology? Yeah, and, like, yeah. I was just a huge marine biology nerd. Like, I wanted to be like a marine biologist or marine, like a vet for um, marine mammals and that's why yeah. I went to college for biology, but um Mm -hmm. yeah so uh but yeah there's (laughs) watching um there's a bunch of cool spots to eat the nightlife is cool there's a bunch of places you know like downtown and and pacific beach to go to if you're looking to have fun um like on a saturday night with friends or something but i mean Mm -hmm. other than that there's just like a ton of different activities and things to do like um if you wanted to go even snowboarding like you could drive like not even two hours north to Big yeah. Bear go snowboarding go skiing mm-hmm. um, I just feel like there's a lot more to do here other than and like I think like in Milwaukee like at least in the summertime it's kind of like that here too because yeah. like it in the summertime, there's always a ton of stuff going on like all these festivals like Summerfest you know Jazz in the Park and then like um, what was is it Birdie Street Fest or something? Yeah, Birdie Street Days. Birdie Fe- Street Days and yeah. Bastille Days and then Oh
0: you know, is, any like major street in like in this part of town has like their its own street fest.
1: Right, and then like oh, you the sun, right? know, you can ride your bikes and then like you know, go on the lake and like go boating and that's kinda how it is in San Diego, except all the time. So maybe that's why people don't feel the need to drink as much because there's other things to do do, sure, that, aside yeah. from that. That's what I've always thought, in, like, it's interesting, you know, yeah. because I'm like, why do people drink so much in Wisconsin? I, like, never, I kind of, like, didn't understand that for a while, and I'm like, well, maybe because it's, like, freezing cold nine months out of the year, like, A, either everybody's bored, and, or B, everyone's trying to warm up, like, I don't know, like, I never really, you know, it but was something cold, I thought about the other day.
0: The cold, I feel like, doesn't even really stop bar crawls from happening or anything. No, like, it does People doesn't. still get no. fucked up.
1: But there's uh, really sorry. nothing else to First do. Like, what else do you have to do, really, when it's that cold out? Right. You know? I don't know. That's just, like, my theory behind it.
0: Mm. Well, i glad we could swap theories, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we could be exploring the, the sociality behind Wisconsin drinking.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... But tell me about being in the Navy, Um, I want to know just to guess like uh, how it's different from civilian life and like, just um, what it's, how it's disciplined you, how it's, what it's taught you about yourself and whatnot.
1: Um, I think it's different from the civilian life. I mean, obviously being away from your friends and family. Um, just the lifestyle in itself is different. Um, the culture, when you're working and everything, uh, the lingo, like the dialect, the lingo. Um, I just think it's different because you know a lot of like I have friends in the military, obviously, mm-hmm. but when I try to um, explain like to my civilian friends or like my family, because I don't really have any family that was in the military, other than both my grandfathers um, yeah. who were past, but um, they're like, they don't understand They're like, you know, I have to explain it to them. It, it could get like a little frustrating. Like, I understand, but at the same time, it's just like I kind of wish like some of the people that are closest to me like kind of got what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really hard. Yeah. Uh, it's very different from being a civilian. Like, right. Well, like, you just
0: that's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. But Like, were you someone who always felt like you, like, because I know that when people talk about, like, enlisting a lot, like, it's sort of like where some people feel like, oh, I could never do that, you know, or they Mm -hmm. say, like, that's not for me, like, I just wouldn't be able to, like, deal with all the discipline and everything like that. You know, they view, like, the military as either it's, like, for them or it's not, did you, like, kind of growing up feel like, you know, the military was something that, you know, you could envision yourself going through and dealing with, like, you know, the various, like, disciplinary customs that take place in, in military life rather than, you know, being a civilian?
1: Um, I think as a kid, no. I never really pictured myself being in the military. It's like, it wasn't like a childhood dream of mine. No. Yeah. Um, like, I, everybody always asks, I think, like, oh, like, you know, do you have parents in the military? Or, like, are you from a military family? And I'm not, which I think is, like, kind of weird for some people because I feel like a lot of people that do enlist or, you know, go into the military kind of have, like, a strong military background or presence in their childhood and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense. But um, I never really did. Even my uh, grandpa, because I didn't know my grandpa and my mom was in the Army, but my grandpa... On uh, my dad's side, never really talked about the Navy all that much, mm-hmm. so it was never really something I considered, you know, as a kid. Um, I don't think it was until I was sixteen that I really and I like saw, you know, one of those recruiters like standing in my high school or yeah. something that I really thought about um, joining the military, and I actually wanted to be a marine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, I actually um, asked some friends who had prior service, like, I was like, you know, I'm thinking about doing this because college wasn't really working out for me at the time, I just wasn't really mature enough to handle it and, you know, balance my studies with, you know, my social life and stuff like that. Um, you know, I was more focused on like hanging out with my friends, and biology mm-hmm. is one of those majors where you really need to study. And it's would,
0: intensive, yeah. Yeah,
1: I would try, yeah. I would be like, oh no, it's totally fine if I cram the night before um, an exam, and I'm not that type of person. I really need to, like, I have to work hard to get good grades. Not that I'm not smart, but it's just that I have to work a little bit harder. I feel
0: like I'm the same. Yeah, way, you know uh,
1: what I mean? Yeah, just some people, everybody learns differently. And so I'm one of those people that really has to like sit down with the book and really teach myself. And at 18, 19, 20 years old, I was not doing that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, college isn't really working out for me. So I went to a couple of my buddies and I was like, I'm going to join the Marines. And they were like, do not join the Marines and don't join the Army. Join the Navy or the Air Force. So um, I looked into it and the Navy just seemed like the best decision for me. And mm-hmm. my grandpa was prior Navy. and. Um, no, know, I, I think it is one of those things when you join, like, either you love it or you hate it, I'm kind of, there's days where I hate it, don't get me wrong, but I think, excuse me, I think that's with every career field, every job, like, you know, you're gonna have days where you absolutely hate it, you absolutely don't wanna be doing what you're doing, you know, everybody has their bad days, um, but for the most part, you know, I love it. I don't think there's, Any stronger like um, camaraderie than there is in the military? Like those are that's your family, you know, because they're all going through the same things that you're going through. Whether it's like being away from family or being deployed, being away from their spouse, Um, you know, anxiety with the job, stress with the job, um, things like that. They're all going through kind of the same thing, and everybody like has your Mm back, which is really nice. Um, Yeah you know so totally.
0: yeah no, that that, <clears throat> that makes sense um it's sort of like when you go on like uh like a an abroad trip or something for like an extended period of time it's like those people that are on your trip it's like you felt you feel some kind of like sacred bond with them mm-hmm. for because like They all went on that trip with you, like, they shared those memories with Mm -hmm. you, like, it was life-changing and whatnot, and, like, like, I remember, you know, like, my first trip to Israel, like, on my birthright, uh, when I was only, like, 18, like, I mean, sure, there's people on that trip that I haven't talked to since that trip, but there's also people that I still do keep in touch with at times, and, like, um, or people that, like, at least still am connected with on social media and whatnot. And, like, you know, that was just a beautiful experience we shared. But
1: It's, like, one of those things where you really either love it or you hate it. I really do love it for the most part. Like I said, I love that sense of camaraderie. I love, like, the job. I love that I feel like I'm making a difference and fighting for my country, you know, X, Y, and Z. But, you know, some people really join and they really hate it, and they, they're like, I'm just doing my time, like, I'm doing my contract, and I'm getting out, which is completely fine, but then I feel like they don't have a backup plan, Plan, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's where a lot of people struggle, so I just feel like, um, you know, and seeing, even in San Diego, just like a lot of homeless vets and everything, yeah. I think there's a lot that could be done to totally. take care of that issue, you know what I mean? Yeah, right so but I think you know people in the military are generally for the most part pretty well taken care of I mean there's really no other job that will give you a raise and pay you I was just talking about my friend with us the other day because we were all like you know everybody complains about being in the military and that the military doesn't do anything for them but what other job you know once you get married gives you a raise and like gives you more money to live with your spouse what other job gives you more money when you have a kid and like provides like a shelter over your head and like you know I I mean right now I don't pay rent like you know I mean I live in the barracks on base which is kind of like a dorm room but like it could be worse I don't pay rent like I get BAS so I have allowance for food you know I mean like the military takes care of you for the most part so
0: that's pretty decent yeah how early do you have to get up?
1: <laughs> 5 a.m. Oh, yeah, See,
0: that is, that's, like, probably the, one of the main things that fucks me up about, like, joining the military is how early you have to get up. And, like, just, and I imagine, like, you have to go straight into, like, doing, like, um, you know, like, uh, drills and stuff like that. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, okay. No.
1: So, so, okay. Like, I feel like that's a common misconception. So, like, obviously. <laughs> we've yeah, been watching
0: too many movies about yeah, wars well, and shit.
1: Because, like, when you're in boot camp or whatever, and, like, even not even really in boot camp, at least for the Navy. Like, we're not like the Marines in the Army. We're, we're like, you know, in combat zones most of the time, unless you're a Navy SEAL. Like, right. I felt like. And that was something I was kind of disappointed of about with our boot camp because I felt like it was going to be more, like, vigorous, like, physical activity, but it wasn't that bad, like, I felt like most people could do it, so it was just a lot of, like, know how to make your bed correctly and, like, fold your uniforms correctly and, like, know your general orders and, like, your chain of command and all this stuff, which is important, but I don't know, I just felt like it was going to be a little bit more physical. I'm a little bit disappointed that it wasn't, but it is what it is so yeah there's um you know working out and stuff and getting up early in boot camp and even um in your training after that you know you exercise i mean at least with us like for my job because i fly so we have different like requirements than a lot of other rates and jobs and stuff like that so we were working out every day running every day swimming every day um which i actually liked i really enjoyed doing that um but then once you get into the fleet, once you get into your actual job, like working out is on your own time, which I honestly disagree with because I think we should have like command like physical training because I feel, I see like a lot of people, you know, tend to get out of shape and then they can't pass their, you know, physical assessments and, yeah. you know, I don't know, you know, I get it, stuff happens and you know, like, whether it's just, you know, being down or stuff with life and just not working out as much. But, like, I don't know if you had like, the command physical um, fitness, like, twice or maybe three times a week. I feel like we could, like, avoid that situation yeah. because I just see a lot of people after, you know... Um, their initial training just kind of tend to get out of shape and then it doesn't really affect you your first contract but if you did want to stay in the military and you couldn't pass those physical assessments then they would be like well why should we keep you if you can't pass this it used to be if you passed more than one because you do two um, physical assessments a year if you if you failed more than one then they would kick you out but now they just keep people in sure yeah it's like being
0: on a diet plan It's like a lot of people follow a diet plan and, you know, eat certain things, avoid other things. But then as soon as that plan is over, they frequently might gain that back because it's like they don't have that disciplinary routine to continue abiding by.
1: Oh, absolutely. I've seen that a lot, too. It's just like, and like, that's why I don't like that word diet because note like yes like you can do the keto diet or you could do paleo or you could do all these different diets but if you like lose your goal weight or whatever and you go back to eating the same like what are you what favorites are you doing yourself you know what i mean Uh, it should be a lifestyle exactly and i'm not saying you need to cut out carbs or cut out dairy or cut out like whatever i mean as long as you eat a you know, balanced meals and things like that, like, and exercise regularly, like, you can keep the weight off. So that's why just, like, these fad diets, I feel like really confuse people oh, yeah. and mislead people. Oh, and know. then they end up gaining all the weight back, which is frustrating. Why you know? family
0: members have to abide by diets because it's a health-related mm. issue mm-hmm. rather than a fad? And I feel like the fact that diets become fads becomes... It kind of, like, sort of indirectly, you know, it, it sort of fucks over the people that actually have to follow that diet because right. of health reasons. Right, because sometimes
1: they're like, oh my god, gluten-free, yeah.
0: like, right. that's like not my, even a
1: real thing. Right,
0: like, my brother-in-law yeah. is, is gluten-free, and, it, like, we've made a joke out of it in the family, like, we like to mess with him about it, but, and he's, like, he doesn't care, but it's like... You know, that's why South Park made an episode making fun of gluten-free people. Because, I, like, I haven't seen that one. Oh, I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay. But, um, so here's another thing about the, like, so I've like, I've got, I've watched a couple of documentaries and stuff on, on mm-hmm. this topic and I'm, I'm interested in hearing how you feel. hmm So in terms of how women are treated in the military. Mm-hmm. Which is an important topic to address. Um as you know I mean, there's also the issues of things like gay people in the military, transgender okay. people in the military. In your experience, like do you feel like you've been like you know, looked after? Like
1: Yes. Okay, so good. Um I just I feel like Women in the past, you know, because women being in the military has just, you know, become, not like a super recent thing, but within like the past like 50 years or so, you know, um, maybe more than that. I don't know. I'd have to look at that. Right. (laughs) Um, So... I feel like, but women back then, and not not even just in the military, but, you know, sexual harassment and discrimination, like, my mom tells me about it all the time. She's like, I went through it all the time, and back then, nobody cared. And now we have the, you know, the movements like the Me Too movement and things like that, that have just, you know, come, like, so many of these, like, famous and powerful rich men, like, have been brought, you know, you know, yeah. into not a very good light. Just like so
0: if they literally all, call it the Weinstein effect, like yeah. what happens to men that have been, you know, ex- like they've been called out, exposed for their sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the Me Too movement is just really important, and I think the military takes that really seriously now. Um, so. Yeah, I think, you know, I still think not just within the military. I think we've got a long way to go, you know, as far as women being treated equally and fairly, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's still misogynistic people out there, you know. But um, I think maybe sometimes men may not see us completely, like, you know, I don't know. Like I feel like sometimes like I'll be carrying something, you know, and I'll be and like some, a guy will be like, oh no, here, let me do that for you. And I'm like, I get it. Like I get where they're coming from, but it's like, no, like I'm in the, you know, I'm doing the same exact job as you do. Like I can take it, like, you know, don't worry about me kind of thing. And I, you know, so it's just, it's really kind of touchy. It's kind of a weird gray area to get into. Um, But as far as like, you know, being taken care of as far as like harassment and assault and things like that, um, they're doing a, they do a really good job of that. Um, That's
0: good. There's
1: um, a SAPR program which I think is like um, sexual assault preventative something or other. It stands for something, but it's basically just to help women who are victims of sexual assault and stuff like that. And Basically, spread awareness to prevent it, too, which I think is really good. So they're putting a lot of programs and stipulations like that in place. You know,
0: well, that's that's great.
1: Yeah, I'm
0: very happy to hear it. Um, like, like, and what you're saying about like the culture of like where men try to step in to like you know be like the the savior to a woman that's like struggling with something, like you were saying, carrying mm-hmm. something, like. A lot of times, it's with good intention. It is. But, I understand that. But it's also sort of like that's sort of where the whole gentleman complex that men have, we're, 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 men feel like they need to step in to like help women to do tasks that you know they are presumed to be struggling with. That's still something that I think that we as men need to we still don't have a lot of room to improve on.
1: Right. Well, and I think women, too, because it's, like, you know, if you're all for, like, gender equality and stuff like that, because I do see women, like, "Mm, no, I'm not going to do this because I'm a woman and I can't. It's, like, no, if you join the military, you should be able to do, like, everything or more that a man can do. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, so that's why, like I said, it kind of gets into a gray area because, like, there are, you know, some females that, like, I feel like, you know, they want to be seen as equal, but then they do things like that where it's just like, um, no, I don't have to because I'm a woman and they're not cute and I can kind of, you know, get away with it. And like, that's not completely fair. You know what I mean? And then also just like with the, you know, physical standards too, I think, you know, I think they should kind of try and find a happy medium with like the males and the females and like Mm -hmm. make that, you know, equal across the board as well so that women don't have to do less than males and males don't have to do more than women too because like you know i mean it kind of goes both ways totally
0: sure have you ever seen the movie private benjamin Mm -mm. oh my god you should watch that movie it's about uh it's goldie hahn it's from it's from like 1980 but it's goldie hahn and she's like a woman who's like joining the military and she's like a complete ditz when she like joins the military like um and then you know she has her like experience like just basically as a woman dealing with like shitty men like while she's like uh in service and everything it's it's a comedy so it's funny Mm -hmm. but it's a really great movie Um, really oh yeah
1: I feel like that's probably how I was. Like, I felt so dumb in boot camp, like, I did not know what I was doing.
0: Oh, shit. (laughs) I feel like, that's how I feel, like, in any, like, new environment. Like, I feel, like, completely, you know, uh, flustered.
1: Yeah, I was so, like, stupid. (laughs) I had no confidence whatsoever, but...
0: So, you were, um... Fun fact, Taylor was also Miss Illinois, (laughs) um, uh, back in the day. Um, it was 2015. Yeah. yeah Yeah. So long you're time. Miss Illinois um, Yeah it feels like such a long time ago It
1: was. <laughs>
0: um, How? So like Being like somebody who was involved in the pageant um, How do you feel like That taught Like I guess like what did you What were some of your takeaways from your experience Being like Miss Illinois And like you know Being involved in like Pageantry and like you know whether it was from the people you met or just, you know, the, uh, just, I guess, like, the system, like, yeah, I guess, like, what did, how did that play into what you would apply, like, into your, yourself?
1: I don't really see much of my self, like, as I, you know, I don't see that girl anymore, I really don't, because I don't think that girl would have ever considered joining the military, I don't think that girl would have, would, I think I'd, My primary goal was to be in Miss USA and like all this stuff and like, you know, just, I don't know, and I think pageants, they're kind of good and bad, like, you know, I think they're good and like they they help build a woman's confidence and they help like build um, good skills for her to have, like, you know, you know, it helped me with interviews actually a lot. it, it helped me sharpen my interview skills like quite a bit and like public speaking and stuff like that at the time i mean obviously i haven't done it in a very long time so mm-hmm. i'm still like when i'm public speaking like you know if i have to kind of make a speech or whatever in the navy like not a speech right. but if i just have to talk to like in front of a bunch of people i'm like oh wow i'm not as good as this as i once was but yeah. it teaches you like important like life skills like that but i think it also and I can, like, you meet really good women that really build you up and, you know, it's kind of the same in the military as far as, like, you meet people from all different backgrounds and, like, you have those friends for life, kind of, but, um, I don't know, I just remember, like, I was 19, so I was the youngest one there, and I, I don't know, I felt like I was, like, honestly probably one of the biggest girls there too and I just remember like, I just feel like kind of pageants are very positive about body image and I just feel like that's like, like such an important thing now because you know women have, women come in all different shapes and sizes, right. so I don't think you need to be you know stick skinny to like you right. know yeah. being a pageant and I just feel like that's something that's really outdated. Um, yeah. And some of the girls can be really shallow and are like stuck in that mindset that you just have to be like perfect and like be, you know, five foot eight and like super skinny and like perfect long hair and eyelashes and stuff. And, you know, like that was kind of like ingrained to my head for a while. I kind of like, you know, wanted to be so perfect. And I never thought I was good enough. And I still kind of think I don't think I'm good enough. And like I look in the mirror and sometimes and I just like hate the way I look and I feel like that's how a lot of girls feel too, but I feel like, you know, pageants kind of make you feel that way too. Like, yeah, they can build you up a little bit, but they can also bring you down quite a bit yeah. too. I um, like yeah, like
0: you said, like I can definitely see where like the beauty standards get enforced yeah. a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I just think like I don't know, the standards of beauty like I don't know, diversity is just, like, a really beautiful thing now, whether it's, like, about body image or, like, the color of your skin or, like, your ethnicity or background. Like, everybody is, like, beautiful in some way, you know what I mean? And I think that should be celebrated and not, like...
0: Condemned. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, totally.
1: I'm not saying Um, they completely condemn it. I mean, like, there have been, like, I think the last couple Miss USA's for like African-American women which is great you know but it's just as far as like okay well what about a plus size Miss USA you know what I mean? Right exactly you know things like that I think pageantry has also is still kind of a little can be a little outdated and kind of
0: Problematic even because like yeah because we measure beauty these days like it's not just about you know the exterior it's about your character you know right. it's about what makes you you what you know what your your personality you know says about you and your values and beliefs and whatnot and like and that's where like I feel like most people at least most people that are. You know, socially and ethnically And just worldly conscious That's how they measure beauty Mm -hmm. And uh, Like, you know Someone can be absolutely Gorgeous On the exterior Be everything you would imagine in like a dream partner But they could have shit Beliefs or shit views Or just Mm -hmm. like have absolutely Complete shallowness, like you said Like I mean I, like, I'm glad that there is a lot more representation for, like, plus-size models and just, you know, people of various different shapes and sizes right. that, you know, can feel beautiful in their own skin because, like...
1: Everybody should feel that of way. Of
0: course. Like, it's it seems like a no-brainer to some people like you and I, but there's still, like, that stigma where... Like someone's value is based off of their appearance, I and that's pageants have horrible. A
1: long way to go with in that regard. Yeah. Like I, I see all these like plus size models, like Ashley Graham, and then I see that a um, model with Down syndrome. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know,
1: just like things like that, where I'm like, wow, that's awesome. But like, I never see that with pageants. I mean, I see like, you know, like African American or Asian American women winning pageants, and that's awesome. But it's just like, you know. Right. Other differences too that like, yeah. I think could go really, a really long way and like make every woman feel beautiful, you know, right. like they should. Of course. Yeah.
0: And body positivity. I mean, it, and it affects men too. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I recently saw like some pictures of myself in high school, and I was a fucking stick. Like, I was like so skinny. I just I had nothing here. And now like i've put like i've I've put like i want to say like twenty to twenty five pounds on since like I was in high school, still the same height, but you know I was like honestly like i was I was really skinny in high school, but like I look back and'm like, wow, like, why was I so thin you know like I'm glad I started sort of just like. You know, not caring about what the ideal man should look like, Mm -hmm. because like, I mean, I don't have a fucking six pack. I don't have a fucking, you know, like visible muscles. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I may be a little more toned since I was back then, but like, not any more toned than I feel like I really feel is necessary for Mm -hmm. myself. Because like, today I'm comfortable. You know, like I'm comfortable with my body image, and and that's something I think that. Like men should also, you know, also embrace is that like you don't have to look like
1: Channing Tatum,
0: right? Channing Tatum, <laughs> or any other body built
1: be- right, Zac Efron,
0: Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. You know, like right, like you know, they're beautiful men. Don't get me wrong, but. Beauty comes in so many different forms, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, like many of those people, many of those women that were uh, involved in pageants, like they're all, of course, they're beautiful. But beauty is such a, it's, it's like an umbrella term at this point. Like beauty comes in the form of, you know, confidence. It comes in the form of passion. It comes in the form of taste. It comes in the form of, you know, just a genuine love and appreciation for those around them and, like, the life that they've been given. Like, that is that is all beauty. Mm-hmm. Beauty does not come in the superficialness of, you know, how thin you are or how you did your hair or how much makeup you're wearing. Like, you know, bullshit. Like, by all means, like, all that can still be beautiful, too, but, like, what's beyond that? So...
1: Yeah, it's skin deep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, it just, it just, it also automatically sexualizes women, too. Like, have you seen Little Miss Sunshine?
1: No, actually, I, I wanted to see that. Oh my god, movie. it's like,
0: why it's such a good movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, but it's like, the whole thing about child pageants is so fucked up to me. Yeah. Like, why the fuck are we dolling up ten-year-old girls?
1: Yeah, it's kind of messed up. It's
0: so fucking messed up. Like, and that movie kind of, like, makes a statement about that, about how messed up, like, that shit is. Like, why, like, why is that even a thing?
1: I don't know. Yeah, well, and then it it ingrains that belief into these young girls' brains at such a young age, and that can be really, that can be really damaging to them. Mm -hmm. That could develop, like... You know eating disorders and right. you know body dysmorphia and all kinds of different oh, yeah. things you know what i mean like and like i'm not saying pageants were like completely harmful to me and i started them when i was a little bit you know older i started when i was 18 17 18 so i mean it wasn't like my parents forced me into it um it was something i kind of just wanted to try and then i did it again and then I kind of just stopped I think after my sophomore year in college and then I never did one again and then I joined the military and took a complete 180 you know but teaching but having girls do that at such a young age and feeling having them feel like they need to look that all the time and like being pretty is like the only thing that matters it's so not the only thing that matters
0: no not at all I actually recently had an episode with my friend Molly, who we were talking about dating and, like, dating apps and stuff. And she asked me if I get more attracted to somebody as time goes on, like, if I didn't feel an initial attraction. And I definitely think that's a thing. Oh,
1: it totally is, yeah. Like,
0: you might not initially feel like somebody's physical attributes are generally, like, what you look for. Mm -hmm. But you get to know somebody, like, you know somebody's character, somebody's interior. Mm-hmm. You might find yourself resonating with them so much and yeah. like wow, like I really like love who this person is and like, you know, I it makes you appreciate their attributes that much more. Like I I'm a firm believer that like, you know, the more you get to know somebody, you know, the The more you find you might resonate with somebody and like their personality, rather than than strictly their, you know, physical attributes, then that can honestly make for, it makes for a much more healthy, lasting, and more positive potential relationship, you know what I mean?
1: Right, because... Yeah, you can have that physical attraction to somebody all day long, but if you have nothing else in common, what do you really have? What's there? Nothing. Right. And I've had that before where I've been, like, so infatuated with the way somebody looks. I'm like, oh, my God, you're so hot. But it was, and this was obviously when I was, you know, younger, like 19, 20, and I was like, oh, well, he's really hot. But, like, the guy would be a total tool or, like, just dumb as a box of rocks. And, like, but obviously I wouldn't see that. I was just kind of like focused on what was on the outside and as I've gotten a little bit older and wiser, I'm like, that's, yeah, you know, I mean, I think looks are, you know, physical attraction is important. They do matter, of course. They do matter, but, you know, is it the only thing that matters? No, you know, and I like, I have never, almost never, I, I don't think I've ever wrote anybody off on a date before while I'm like, you know, single, because it's like, you never know like the the worst thing you do oh like you don't feel anything you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like at least go and you never know what could be there you know what i mean so even guys i thought i wouldn't be initially into um i always give them the benefit of the doubt you know what i mean because you just never know what could be there Um,
0: what are your continued goals like personal goals with you know like uh With your service moving forward Mm -hmm. and everything, your personal life, like I guess, like yeah, like what, what are some things you you know you still feel like you want to accomplish?
1: So by this time next year, I want to be in school again. I want to go back. I want to get my degree.
0: Do you have an idea where?
1: Just online because I'll still be in like in the service, so it's not like I could go to like an accredited. Mm -hmm. Well, it it will be an accredited university, but it'll just be online. I can't like, and maybe I, I might be able to take like a night class, but. I can't, I have a, I work 10 hours a day. Like, there's, you know, it's like, I have a full-time job. It's hard to. What's your job now? Uh, so I fly, uh, in the back of C2, so they're the, planes that land on aircraft carriers and so we okay. transport like cargo mail and passengers oh, and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. I like it. Um, so I'm just in the back and I kind of like load cargo. I unload it. Um,
0: so you're in the air a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Does
0: that, is that cool? Like, do you like that? Like, is that a cool thing to, experience? yeah, I
1: love it. I love flying. So like going back to like your original question, I, um, I want to like do that for the, Military as a career, but I want to be an officer. So I want to be like an NFO or I mean possibly a pilot, but um, I don't know. I kind of feel like that might be a Little too much for me. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see how I feel in a few years and if I would even get accepted or not But I want to finish my degree um, And I want to, I'm gonna be, you know, I've been volunteering a lot and just um, expand my, broaden my horizons a little bit, sure. um, but yeah I want to be in school this time next year I want to finish before my contract is up ideally and then I want to submit a package to either be a pilot or an nfo as an officer in the navy and um if that doesn't work out um I don't know that's why I wanted my degree before I finish
0: and yeah and what in particular
1: probably just like criminal justice or writing or something True. like that because I did the I tried the biology thing and it just wasn't for me so um way of watching <laughs> well, no yeah. as interesting as I yeah. find like biological sciences and everything I just didn't like the classes that I had to take in order to obtain that degree like mm-hmm. degree excuse me I didn't like you know all the mathematics and then like the organic chemistry like I could give two shits about any of that like I just love you know biology and like the science of life and really like zoology and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like the science behind animals and things totally like yeah. that.
0: I love stuff. like I love animals. I love that aspect of it too, but learning like the limbic systems of of undersea worms was not my cup of tea. Yeah. That's exactly. why I hate, like, I hated zoology. Oh
1: I did really well. I got an A. I, I like, got didn't a even C to try. plus. Like I even like even like like I don't know like, you know, cells and stuff like that. Even, like, the the minuscule, like, parts of life. Like, I really liked, well, not minuscule because we're made up of cells and all organisms are, but, like...
0: The endoplasmic reticulum and the nucleus.
1: Yeah, I actually can't even remember most of it, but I found (laughs) that really interesting. But it's just, like I said, like, the other classes that I did take, I just did not, and I was, like nope, I'm done. I'm over it and I just took a year off or whatever just worked and I think I'll probably like just do creative writing or something cuz writing has always come pretty easy to me. I can mm-hmm. write a paper like that. Yeah, and for
0: sure. I'd so, like to yeah. think I
1: can articulate myself pretty well for the most part.
0: <laughs> I would I mean, hey, we made it through an hour of this show. That's I think true. you I think you made I've sense up had, to this yeah, point.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've only had a couple of, you know, minor brain fart it's okay
0: i (laughs) i keep very like close monitoring of my own yeah so all right taylor (laughs) oh my god it's Uh, us it is it you it me
1: it you it me yeah us My after God. what a year of not seeing each I'm other damn near like yeah, ten yeah, months shit. Yeah. I missed you so much missed you too <laughs> yeah
0: I really do like genuinely like I I'm so glad you're back here Aww, and me I too. thank you for agreeing to do the show oh
1: yeah I wanted to. Good. I keep seeing, like, little snippets of all your shows and stuff, and I'm really excited to be on it, so.
0: Heck yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about some great things. We did. Good. Uh, so, Taylor, tell me what keeps you up at night.
1: What keeps me up at night? Uh, the state of our environment.
0: State of our environment. Mm-hmm. Our ice caps. Our, uh,
1: Amazon. The burning of the Amazon. The burning
0: Amazon. The, um. yeah, the melting ice caps. I saw a, a meme recently where it was like, like, we said to God, like, f- like, fuck ice and fuck Amazon. And uh, God was like, okay, we're on it. And uh, look at uh, the wrong ice and the wrong Amazon are currently failing.
1: Yeah, it's very sad. So donate to the Amazon rainforest.
0: Yes, do that. And also... um
1: proceeds
0: to help reduce global warming yeah yeah for real um so do it yeah what puts you to sleep though what
1: puts me to
0: sleep thunderstorms thunderstorms i agree yes i love
1: thunderstorms you don't get
0: much of them in san diego yeah Uh, yeah we've been getting some stormy season lately it's been great thank you for being on the show Uh, thanks for having me i love you so much love you too thank you for watching mr nice guy we'll see you next time (laughs)